Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 7.30, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard every saturday morning here on 94.3 wsc we thank you our loyal listener for getting up and listening to this wonderful show about entrepreneurship here in the low country I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, with the lovely and talented... And I'm Leslie Haywood. And not, barely awake. I know, not so lovely and talented this morning, but we'll see what we can do. Thank you for sharing your morning with us, Low Country. And to continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings, make sure and go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, or talk to us on Twitter at BTBCHS. Um, I think they'd rather talk to you than me, Leslie. Yeah, no, well, I, you know, you never know who you're going to get when you get on the social medias, so... This is true. This is true. Happy Saturday, Low Country. Here we are uh, rounding out, uh, wow, February. We have uh, two weekends left, I guess, in February. Oh, so my goodness. Hard to believe. We're rocking and rolling in 2018. And uh, looking forward to another great guest in the studio this morning. Before we do that, however, we had Mr. Hal Cobb on last week. Yes, yes. So for the last two weeks, um, Hal Cobb is senior partner with Cobb, Dill, and Hammett Attorneys. And um, in a pickle, what call Dill? I the, love the their commercial. Yeah, yes. If you're in a pickle, call Michael Dill. So uh, Hal, uh, he uh, certainly shared a lot of insights. And as many of our entrepreneurs have talked a lot, Leslie, about, uh, you know, adversity. Yes. And, and- uh, so. Give me a takeaway you might have had from his show. Well, it was interesting how he was adopted into a family with two older sisters and then one younger sister came along after him. So he was the only boy and only adopted child and felt like he hit the uh, parent jackpot. And one of the many takeaways from last week was how it's important that everyone understands you and why you do some of the things you do, uh, even in a situation where you're completely in the right. If those around you don't understand why you did what you did, then it can can harm your relationship in both business and personal. And um, one of the things I love most about this is how he was sharing this and as it relates to both aspects, business and personal. And he was open about his two prior marriages before finding his current fiance. And um, communication alone isn't enough. It's important to know that everyone understands you and what you're trying to communicate. So communication, number one, in wow. business and personal. That was well said, by the way. Leslie. Oh, very good. I tell you I'm what, I'm on it uh, this morning. You are uh, on coming it. alive. So, um, yeah, Hal did a great job, and you know, just uh, reflecting on his show for me is really uh, what we've seen from most of all of our guests. Right? It's just uh, kind of the transparency of life and and what it's like to run a business and what they've been through and the ups and downs, and that's what the show's all about. And right? You, I mean, we say it that is all called the time. Beyond the Business. What people you know, stories, stories you, you don't. don't. <laughs> and oh, by the way, in case you missed. A house show or any of the great entrepreneurs we've had over the last several years, simply go to our website at coastalwm.com. Top right hand corner, you'll see an icon for radio. Click it, and there are podcasts 
of all of our shows, including Hal's is now up. So uh, have a great chance to catch up and listen to any of those shows. So fast with the podcast. We're getting, getting good. Those. We're yeah. getting, it only took us four years, but we're getting there. <laughs> and uh, speaking of exciting and electrifying, uh, I'm excited to have a friend in the studio this morning, Mr. Sanju Patel. Thank you for uh, getting up on a Saturday morning and coming in the studio to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, Leslie, nice to meet you as well. I know, this you too. We're looking you forward too. to having some fun and hearing all about you. Uh, but before we get into your background, um, co-founder and CEO of the Montford Group, give us a quick uh, snippet commercial of what is the Montford Group. We're a full-service development and management company. Um, about six months ago, we acquired a you know, a bunch of smaller companies, accounting firm, branding firm, real estate firm. We added a hospitality um, into it and, and literally created a, a company that provides anything and everything with brick and mortar, right? From from a concept to execution to turnkey projects, we pretty much can handle everything in-house. And uh, we're, we're blessed to have a terrific team. Um, you know, they're, they're all entrepreneurs in their own life and and we were fortunate to negotiate a deal where they decided to stay on onto the Montford group as well so we're very blessed yes wonderful well, i can't wait to get talking about what all projects you have going on in this wonderful city but as we normally do we're going to take it back to your growing up um where where are you from where did you grow up um bombay india so I did my schooling in Bombay. I was in boarding school, uh, you know, all my life pretty much since third grade. And uh, it's been it's been an amazing journey. So give our listeners a little sense of what life was like in your family growing up, siblings and what the household dynamics were like. What were your parents doing? That type of stuff. We have a, we have a big family and Indians usually we you know back in the days at least things were a little different where we had joint family so all my uncle my i have i have a brother and two sisters all of us you know kind of grew up together and including my cousins so at one point i remember we had like around 25 people in our house wow uh I mean, we were fortunate to have a big house, but still. Twenty people. Uh, I don't care how I hope big you the lived house in a is. Hotel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it was fun. You know, in India, where it was about, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have technology. So it was about playing with your cousins and playing with people next door. And we actually loved it. I, I wouldn't have preferred it like what my daughter is going through right now. Wake up in the morning and goes through the iPad or, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. I I wish they could they could have enjoyed what I got to do. I agree a hundred percent. And this is this might sound like a weird question, but as a girl, how many bathrooms did this house have? <laughs> like, I gotta know. <laughs> um, we didn't have many, to be honest. We had like three bathrooms. Twenty people in three like we bathrooms. Said, people, you know, stories you don't. Exactly. We're going really deep here. So it was a, it was a farm, <laughs> and it was a farmhouse, and you know, most of the men we <laughs> like. The great outdoors, the right? nature, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so what did your parents uh, do in terms of profession? Uh, they were farmers, okay. professional farmers. So they did farming, and they've been retired for for over 20, 25 years. And what what did what did they grow? I'm just so curious about this we grew life. Mangoes, sugarcane, uh, rice, pretty much 
like bananas and 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 everything at a commercial scale because we used to sell it to a distributor who then would go to the consumers. And were you were the children eventually was that your first job in elementary school? Did they get you to work early? Well, we didn't look at it as as a job. Our our parents or my my dad literally just said I want you to go do this, and we didn't have a choice, right? You know, and it would actually be fun waking up at six in the morning, go pick mangoes, or be with the be with the uh, employees to make sure they're doing their job. But we were we were ten years, twelve years old, so we really didn't care about the mangoes or whatnot. <laughs> it was pretty much the experience of you know being around that, playing outdoor uh, stuff. So it it didn't look like a job, but now right. that. I'm in the professional world. Yes, I should have been paid. <laughs> <laughs> you look back, man. Don't worry. It's just us three. Nobody's yes, listening to this. Exactly. This morning. <laughs> you got hoodwinked into some labor there. So it's, uh, schooling. It's different. Talk about schooling a little bit. What type of student were you? Um, did you enjoy school? I I don't think I was ever a good student. Okay. You know, uh, I I just don't have the patience to sit down at one place and and read through books uh I, I just wasn't a good student i love sports um i played a lot of sports i was i was team captains for many different uh you know for soccer for cricket this sport in india um volleyball i mean i played snooker all all kind of sports and and i was really good at it so i stuck to what I was good at. So you like, were the jock and not so much the academic. Correct. Now, and is this um so is this high school now that did you still live in Bombay for high school? Correct. Well, middle school, high school, college uh pretty much till I was 18 years and then I moved to Australia for two and a half years. And I did my college there, and then transferred to College of Charleston. Okay, what, what, why Australia? When you were when you were in high school, what were you thinking that you wanted to do when you grow up to, you know, go down under? I actually uh, went to college in uh, at the University of Western Sydney in Sydney, Australia, oh, really? for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's a good city. Yeah, I I like Melbourne better. It was it was a very charming city. Now, did you have a degree in mind when you went to Australia? Um, what were your thoughts? I was I was one of those spoiled kids, you know, um, fortunate to be born in in the family that that I'm born in. And when I finished my college, it was about going somewhere where I didn't know anyone, you know, and a bunch of us friends, about twenty five of us. We decided, why don't we go to Australia? We don't know anyone there. Let's, you know, let's. There used to be movies back in the days that we kind of try to live our lives accordingly, right? And there was a there was an Indian movie that that had just come out, and we we're like, yes, let's do this. So we, I told my dad, I said, I want to become a pilot. And where I grew up in a village, uh, people don't talk about becoming pilots or you know doctors or engineers it was still okay but pilot was something way out of whack but i had to catch his attention not that i wanted to become a pilot it he 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 bought into it and he said okay go so he was kind enough to pay for the fees my uncle actually um played a huge role he's in charleston so I, I got him involved and I said, listen, I want to do this. 
and he he believed in me too so he's like okay fine i'll transfer the funds in, into your account and and go have fun <laughs> go go fly planes <laughs> and so your uncle is part of the pool to the city of charleston and the college am i correct I'm sorry. Your uncle was part of the reason you came to Charleston. To... He was. He was the only reason okay. I came to Charleston. I came to visit him um, in my summer vacation, and we, we. He's like, "Why don't you go check out the college here?" And I met with the dean, and he liked what I was. He liked my transcripts. He's like, "Yeah, we would be happy to, you know, give you all the credits, whatnot." And I kind of liked the city because I always grew up in big cities and and lived in dorms, and this was. I'm like, it's different, very slow pace. And I'm like, everybody knows everyone here. So I, I, I liked it and have, have stayed here since since 99. Now, from okay, how old were you when you came to Charleston? 21. 21, and, and went straight to College of Charleston. Correct. And what degree were you thinking about getting there? Uh, <laughs> I did computer science and business. Unfortunately, didn't finish. I... I just didn't have the patience. Right, for I'm the like, school. Yeah, I, I've been going to school for a while. I'm like, I got to get out. So when, <laughs> so during that time, what did you think? The pilot thing, that was just, yeah, that was a fleeting moment. Yeah, my life is a roller coaster. I mean, yeah. if, if someone tries to follow it, they'll they'll fall off somewhere. <laughs> I'm We're hanging on right now. I know, yeah. I know. I'm I'm like, <laughs> I, I, as I said, I can't sit at one place uh, for too long, and I can't be doing the same thing every day. So... I like I like discipline in my life, but not when it comes to work. Right. So, so did you have this uh, thought of okay, I'm gonna you know walk out of these doors of the college? What am I gonna go do next? Did you have any really insight to that? Did you have an opportunity, or just kind of took the day by day? You know where my last name is Patel, and as as a lot of people relate Patel to hotels, right? Um, and it's so true because ever since we come from a community, a region, right, in India, that's pretty much business driven. So ever, ever since the day one, like you're born, people have expectations. They put pressure. They have expectations. They're like, this is what you have to do. And that's all I knew was business, like trading or, or I mean, obviously, I, I wasn't good at it. Because I made a lot of mistakes and and lost a lot of money and whatnot, but you know, long story short, it's just something that we do in in Indian community, especially Patels, as as businesses are first option, and then if we're not good at that, then we move on to doctors or engineers or whatnot. So. Because your uncle was your number one influence here in Charleston, and the reason you came, what was he doing at the time? He he had a he owned a motel um, on Dorchester Road. So when oh. I came to Charleston, I actually started working at his motel as night shift, and yeah, it was that's when I realized that I'm good at it. You know, like I'm I'm good with people. I. I like this job. I think I can really take it to the next level. 
And by the way, in case you're wondering whose voice that is, it's that of Mr. Sanju Patel, who is a co-founder and CEO of the Montfort Group here in Charleston. And we're just talking about your journey from India over to Charleston and how that sort of became about. Um, via Australia. Via Australia. A quick uh, <laughs> stopover. So uh, in thinking about uh, in this timeline of where you are, you, you've worked with your uncle in the hotel business. You knew you wanted to be in business. What was your first real entrepreneurial opportunity that you pursued? Um, you know, buying a house, it's, uh, when I, I got married in 2003 and I used to live with my, with my brother-in-law. So I didn't have a job because I thought I was worthy of more. When I got married, my, my ex-wife now, uh, she had, she had a job. So she would wake up every morning, go to work and I would just be at home (laughs) <laughs> and, and I would take help from everyone, obviously. I mean, I would, I would do the same if someone was to do that to me. But um, I just thought I was worth so much more at the, at the time. So I'm like, you know what, hell with it. I started going around town. I said, I want to buy a hotel. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job. And I went to this lady named Linda Jones over at um, the... Um, Comfort Inn in Mount Pleasant, which is now Clarion, right over the bridge. Um, and I said, I want to buy your hotel. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. And, and uh, she's like, well, honey, it's not for sale, <laughs> but we're looking for a GM position. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is a guy who's making $9 an hour. I get offered a job for GM at $27,000 a year, and I, I'm on top of the world. I, I said, I'll take it. Where do I sign? I walked out that door thinking, I just, you know, $1 million. I went home. I, I told my family. I said, listen, I, I'm starting a job, and I'll be the GM. And I walked in there every day like I owned the property, worked my behind off because I wanted to prove it to myself more than anyone else that, you know, everything, everything that I said I could do or I deserve now is my opportunity. So I put in way more than, I mean, even Linda Jones was kind of shocked. She's like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And in six months, I bought a house. Thanks to FHA, uh, I only needed 3% down. So I saved up every penny. I didn't go out to eat, obviously, because I didn't have money. And I bought the house 3% down for $161,000. And in six months, I could borrow back $55,000 thanks right. to the home equity loan. Yeah, home yeah. equity line. And um, I bought two lots with that money. I flipped one of them. I bought one for 56000 And I flipped the first deal for 96000 in in less than two months. And I thought I was Warren Buffett at the time. <laughs> I'm, like, right. I'm like, I'm working for one year and making twenty seven thousand, and I just made like sixty thousand profit right in two months. So I started doing that. I bought four lots in Poplar Grove at the time, and mind you, this is I have no experience. Right, I'm just one of those guys who's who's thinking that I know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> And I did lose my behind in Pablo oh, Grove right. and everything during the 2008-9. Uh, but it was it was a fun journey because I was able to do what I thought I could do. 
and fortunately i didn't get wiped out like like a lot of people i know in this town or or in this country right unfortunately mm-hmm. but it's been it's been that that line of equity kind of changed my life um it gave me the power to to kind of do something you know that i was in i didn't know existed cuz i think today's problem in in any entrepreneur is ca- getting the first capital right raising that capital mm-hmm. and i i think i i got really lucky with the time and timing and and it worked out well now at what point did you leave your the the comforts of your $27,000 a year salary and just completely turn to on, a life of entrepreneurship so i worked there for 2 years and in this process the motel that i used to work at uh for my uncle mm-hmm. my siblings and i we ended up buying that motel right uh and then a year later i ended up buying my siblings out so i owned that and then i linda jones i approached her two and a half years later i said i want to buy your hotel <laughs> for the second time <laughs> for the second time and, and this time i'm serious she's like well we're not interested and then she threw a number out which i knew that that was outrageous so six months later she came back and she's like listen i have all these people wanting to pay this i said i'll pay you 300,000 more if you sign the papers I'm buying it. And in 2006 I ended up buying that motel and which I still have and it's it's something that I will never sell. Right. It's uh it's called Lands Inn in West Ashley. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know it. That's awesome. I <laughs> see people you know stories you stories don't. Stories you don't. I love it. What yeah. a journey of just you know true entrepreneurship at its core and figuring it out and um you know just the the value of vision and hard work and never giving up I and mean, what a great story that is um so as we're winding down uh today's show unfortunately we could go on for all morning i know um, um tell us a little bit about the evolution from that beginning and the story you just told to now creating the montford group you know after lands and things kind of and this is i i love saying this to a lot of people because if i didn't have my friends and family i probably would have been destroyed mentally and emotionally but around 2009 i started having issues with my with my ex-wife and i lost i had just lost a lot of money in stock market um and and some of the residential lots So I kind of was in that phase where I gave up lie on life I said I'm not doing anything you know what the hell I'm I'm not happy right in my marriage every day I went home it was it was a very sad process of divorce for almost 4 years and in that time frame I literally stopped working besides what I had so I was just running the running the motel that I owned and um you know I I called a friend of mine in India and I said I have some money. Can you can you just do something with it? And he was kind enough. He's like, "No, let's let's do it together." So we did some affordable housing in in India during that time frame, but obviously I wasn't active as a developer. It was more of on the planning side. Um and and then when I came back once my divorce was final, I I'm like, "I got to do something about my life because everyone was looking at me like 
I'm so sorry that that and including myself. I mean, I I looked at myself like this is sad. You know, and and my parents would cry every time this they see me. My daughter would cry. So, at that point I I told my dad, I said, "Listen, I'm going to set an example in our community and I promise you, give me 2 years and I'll turn this thing around." So, I started focusing on myself. I gave up on everything. I started fitness. Um I was I was blessed to have a friend named Juan from Spain who was at the time in the best shape of his life and so he would come in and force me. He's like, "No, I need you to do this." And he would literally treat me like like this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that, but <laughs> uh, but he would he would push me, you yes. know, to work harder, and I'm like, great. And then I started seeing my body transform. I started seeing that my mind works differently now, and I started seeing that people are looking at me differently, right? And and that built confidence because at the end of the end of the day, I think it's all about the confidence, right? Right. When you walk in somewhere, when you leave your house, like, do you look good? Do you feel good? And and that's pretty much how I work. So I started I started buying um, smaller lots again, and then I came across this one property on Wapu Road where we're opening our first Marriott. It should be open first week of April. And I called this friend of mine Nayan with CN Hotels, and I said, "Hey, I have this opportunity, and why don't we look at it together?" So he's like, great. Um, that was that was a turning point in in getting back to the business world. And now we have six hotel projects um, in this city, and and three restaurants, uh, and and few smaller projects that that we're doing now. So, but through this process, um, about six months ago. My COO, Jessica Reed, um, we were in Naples looking at a project, and I said, this is what I want to do. I, instead of going to 10 people, I want to create a, uh, a company that provides services for everybody so they don't have to leave the office, right? We bring everything to them. And she's like, oh, my God, that's what I want to do. And she's the broker in charge. She had a company called J. Reed & Associates. I said, well, you know what? Why don't we do this? You come in, become part of my company, and then Jared Jones with Paw Paw Group. Um, he, for some reason, we started talking, and he's like, "I would love to join your group." And then Nico from Argentina. So everything just happened so organically. Uh, our our CPA Nick, um, they all just started coming together. I mean, I didn't even go look for anyone. Everyone just got attracted to what we were doing. And and hence now we have three projects under the Monfort Group. Uh, we're doing, we just bought the Blue Rose Cafe on St. Andrews. Um, and Jared Jones is a genius. I mean, is uh, he's really good at what he does and he changed the menu around. So if you haven't tried it, please go check I, out. We, we will. I know. Cafe. What are we doing after after this? We're leaving here to go eat next. So. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately, we're out of time. So we'll have to come back next week, Sanju, and hear the rest of the story. But uh, what an amazing journey. 
that you uh, eloquently uh, explained to our listeners some more. So thank you for your time again. Sanju Patel, co-founder and CEO of the Momfer Group here on Beyond the Business. I know, and we'll see you next week. Make sure and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 7.30 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.